This is a podcast by The Straits Times. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly, and now it's time for our regular sports show, Game of Two Halves, every Monday at 5:15 p.m., where we host the sports podcasters from the Straits Times. With me today are sports journalists Nicole Cha and David Lee. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Now let's start off with the unrest at Barcelona, and we talked about the La Liga giants' problems two weeks ago. But let's home in on Lionel Messi now. Now, David. Is it the point of no return for the Barcelona talisman? Yeah, I'm afraid so. You know,、um, if Messi's career at Barcelona has been a real life fairy tale, you know,、um, he was deemed too small and weak as a kid, and then、uh, he had this growth hormone deficiency.、Um, but Barcelona took a chance with him, and he grew to win ten league titles, four Champions League trophies, and six Ballon d'Ors with them. Then this impending breakup with Barcelona is like a dream wedding ending in bitter divorce. Just on Sunday, he failed to report for coronavirus testing at the club, which means he cannot participate in Ronald Koeman's first training session as Barcelona coach on Monday. So this is a clear signal that all is not well in the relationship between Messi and Barcelona.、Uh, there is just one big potential obstacle、uh, for Messi leaving, which is this whole uncertainty over whether a prospective buying club. Will have to pay Barcelona seven hundred million euros to activate Messi's release clause. So there's a clause in Messi's contract, one other clause that allows him to leave for free at the end of each season. That deadline has passed though, but、uh, Messi's lawyers are arguing the clause still applies as the season had to be extended because of the coronavirus pandemic. Now La Liga has weighed in to say that his release clause will have to be paid in full if he's if he is to leave New Camp. Which is understandable because the league will also not want to lose a crown jewel too. Now, if the transfer fee holds, it is more than three times、uh, the 222 million euros world record fee PSG paid Barcelona for Neymar, and very few clubs will be able to afford Messi. So, David, why does Messi want to leave Barcelona? There, there are a few possible reasons.、Uh, Messi was already unhappy、uh, a while back. Um, in in January, the club fired Ernesto Valverde, who had led them to two league titles in 2018 and 2019.、Um, Messi also questioned whether the Barcelona board did enough to bring back Neymar from Paris Saint-Germain.、Um, you know, Neymar of course won the Champions League with Barcelona in 2015 with、uh, Messi and Suarez. Messi also hit back at former technical secretary、uh, Eric Abidal, who is also his former teammate, for criticizing the the Barcelona players. Uh, losing the league to Real Madrid and then being trashed eight two by Bayern Munich in the Champions League obviously didn't help Messi's mood as well. I think football reasons is one key area as he looks around him and all he sees apart from Luis Suarez is mostly mediocrity. Griezmann is no Neymar, De Jong, Dembele and Rakitic are no Xavi and、uh, Iniesta. So other than Ansu Fati, there's few exciting talents coming through the academy. For sure, Messi is one of those magical footballers who are able to win a game on his own. But even he knows he cannot win a championship on his own. So he he must recognize that to achieve his goals, he needs a good coach and better supporting players. So all these are、uh, it's, it's a combination of factors why he wants to leave Barcelona. So David, where is he likely to move to, and how does he fit into those clubs?、Uh, like I like I mentioned earlier, there are not many clubs in the world that can afford the transfer fee and his wages, which is. About 
$880,000 a week. Yeah, that's right. That, that's his reported weekly salary per week. So we are essentially reduced to Man City, PSG and Inter Milan. Obviously, with his former boss Pep Guardiola, the city manager now, the Etihad looks a very likely destination. It would definitely be a very formidable combination with Raheem Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne in the mix. However, this also means that one of Sergio Aguero or Gabriel Jesus has to give way, while Bernardo Silva and Riyad Mahrez will have to be content with bit part roles. At PSG, Messi can be reunited with Nima, and they could form another power trio with Kylian Mbappe. There are also many Argentina players at PSG, but an, also an interesting subplot could be his relationship with Mauro Icardi, who, who has been said to be left out of the national team regardless of how well he does at club level simply because of Messi's influence as um, Icardi had married Wanda Nara who was first the wife of Messi's good friend Maxi Lopez and then there's Inter Milan where he could link up with Romelu Lukaku and Alexis Sanchez but um, Inter Milan manager coach Antonio Conte favours a 3-5-2 formation and Messi is usually more productive in a three-man attack so Inter I feel are really ranked outsiders in this race to sign Messi. So David, what could happen to Barcelona and Messi if he leaves Nou Camp? I think it's clear morale is already low at Barcelona and to lose an icon and not just one winner but two if Suarez also leaves, this will mean that unless they go out and sign a player of similar calibre, which of course there are not many, uh, you know, they might be in for a surprise bid for Cristiano Ronaldo, then they would not be in a position to challenge Real Madrid for the title. It may become a one-horse race in Spain and the marketing for La Liga will be collateral damage, which is probably why La Liga is also so keen to tie down uh, Messi with Barcelona. Messi, on the other hand, is 33, still has a good few years in him. Um, Whoever signs him will obviously immediately benefit from his God-given talent if they can build a team around him. He could, he could either lead he could lead either Man City or PSG to the Holy Grail that is their first Champions League title. Messi himself can add to his own legend and prove that he is capable of winning titles outside of Spain. If he does go to England and win the EPL with Man City, then perhaps he could have the edge over Cristiano Ronaldo in the argument as to who is the best footballer ever. Well, I guess at 33, he's still got a lot of way to go. And 888000 a week, not a bad figure at all, David. Now, if you like the Straits Times game of two halves, you can listen live on Money FM 89.3 from 5.15pm every Monday. Or you can subscribe to hashtag a game of two halves on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to the second half of our conversation with our ST Sports podcasters. And we turn our attention now to the Singapore athletics and there were some interesting developments this week when Singapore Athletics President Tang Wengfei announced he would not be seeking re-election at the association's AGM next month. Nicole, what's the reason for this? Yep, so Tang has said he's had to re-evaluate his ability to manage all his obligations. So he's a businessman as well and he's got that, you know, on top of leading the Singapore Athletics. So he said there was no tipping point in his decision. He He's just assessed what's on his plate and said it was a tough decision but one that's ultimately necessary for the year ahead and you know the the conclusion of his term takes place as as the the association is facing a turbulent time you know i i don't know if if you're up to date but recently um two members of its exco 
resigned. And then last year in, in December, after after the SEA Games, where the team only clinched three bronzes, which was a low in, in a while, um, the association was scolded by the authorities for infighting. And then three coaches resigned. And it's also now in a civil suit with two-time SEA Games marathon champion So Young over comments made following his non-selection for the 2019 SEA Games. Yep. And so in, in resigning, you know, Tang also said that during his term, it was unfortunate that a lot of time and resources were spent navigating various disputes. But he said that he hopes the lessons learned from this term, the next team, who, whoever takes over, can, can you know, benefit from them. And this is his third term as SA president. He's been he's been serving two terms before and he said this time it was so different from his previous two because he's had to deal with internal disputes court proceedings poor athlete performance and of course managing these issues were time consuming and, and also frustrating because an organization like singapore athletics should be focusing on issues like athlete performance and there's a candidate keen to take his post isn't there with uh, lian chun lun the go check general manager who's also a former schools runner announcing that he would be contesting the presidency can you tell us more about lian's bid so lian will lead a slate of nine called team ground up and his team includes former national sprinter Gary Yeo and its pledge is to restore cohesion and build strong ties across the athletics community in Singapore. And he's told us that, you know, it's because he wants to see the sport rise again, which is which is why he, he wants to take on this role. And, you know, he's, he's also made it clear that if he's voted in, his priority would be to restore all outstanding legal issues that have affected Singapore athletics. And he's, he's also here to improve transparency and accountability. And in addition to that, he also hopes to build a framework that will lead to high performance success. It's important to note that he's not a shoe in He's just, you know, one person who has gone public with his intention to contest the presidency. You know, we've also heard mutterings about other members of the fraternity possibly also, you know, intending to throw their names into the into the ring, but we haven't we haven't heard anything from anything concrete yet. So Nicole, what does this mean for the athletics scene here in Singapore? Well, I I think it could mean a clean slate and I think that would be good. I and I really hope that happens, you know, because and and I mean, a, a sport like athletics with so many disciplines, so many athletes, coaches and officials, you know, they really need to have better cooperation with, with one another and, and less fighting with more focus on developing the sport. And, and it's something that Tang Wingfei has also urged his successor to do, you know, whoever he or she may be, to take the time to understand the system, the management and athletes, you know, reminding them that driving the sport forward should always be your North Star. And, and, you know, it's true. I really hope that the association can only go forward and, and move up from here. Well, we wish Wang Fei and Singapore Athletics all the best as they enter a new phase. Well, there goes the final whistle on our sports discussion of the week. You, we hope you've enjoyed listening to us and it's great to have you both with us again on the line. Dave and Nicole, thank you for joining us today. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.